I'm going to argue with Jason that there's no such thing as a double switcheroo. Eh, Frank's a loser. Lodero. So I officially hate like 94% of Atlanta fans. Guys, I'm going to make you set down your teacups and take your pinky fingers and put them back into the fist that they need to be in because this has gotten far too cordial. I lost to the freaking cat team. Just a whisker. A whisker of a loss. Was that a rational RSL take from Jason? Hey, I, I, I'm probably the most rational RSL fan. You just got lawyered by a non-lawyer, bro. Hello and welcome to episode 34 of the MLS Fantasy Insider Podcast, our review of round 27 and preview of round 28. This episode is brought to you by the One Point Wonders and their new hit single, Screwing Up Your Captain. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, actually, this episode is brought to you by MLSFantasyBoss.com and the awesome Reddit community of r slash fantasy MLS. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com, and tonight I'm joined by Mike Denton and another very special Patreon guest, Sherry Snyder. How are you all tonight? Doing well, Great. doing well, Reed. Well, we're very excited to have you here, Sherry. Uh, for those of you who caught last week's episode, uh, we have a couple of donors at our highest levels who, as part of their perks for contributing to the show, they get to be on the show. And it's always kind of interesting to figure out what's the best time to have people to come on. And and this season, it kind of ended up working out better nearing the end of the season. So we've got Sherry, and uh, we're very happy to have you here, Sherry. Why don't you tell us a little Thank bit you. about yourself and your involvement in fantasy? Well, I, I think this is my fourth year of fantasy. And my kids set up a, a family league. Um, and we talked my husband into joining too. So we go through all of that. We trash talk, we change, exchange <laughs> views, and I have always won. And now they're catching up to me. So I've stopped sharing my secrets. Anything I hear on the podcast, they don't find out about. <laughs> I, I need all the help I can get. So it's kind of interesting. And then I, I was in the Experts League in 2014. And Actually, I think I beat a couple of the experts, probably on the days where they were so busy giving advice to people like me that they forgot to set their teams. <laughs> we'll Nonetheless, a win we'll is a win. That. Hey, it's exactly. A win is a win. Well, we are happy to have you here joining us tonight. Uh, for everyone listening, Jason was going to be with us tonight, but um, he came up with another excuse. Something, blah, 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 something, watching his child, I, I don't know, responsibilities, adulthood, wh whatever. He can't be with us, so feel free to uh, send whatever sort of strange animated gifts you may have to him on Twitter. He'll enjoy them, we'll enjoy them, and uh, we'll talk about it next week. So let's get to, to round 27. This was how things happened last week. Uh, Mike, where'd your team end up at? Uh, ended up with 103. I think the best decision I made, as opposed to other people, was I didn't captain Giovinco. Um, and considering the fact that I've pushed Giovinco on this podcast, uh, I'm sure that that probably makes people angrier than happier. Um, um, yeah, pretty pretty well. I had Almiron. Um, I think my main disappointments was not getting a Houston clean sheet and having Torres. You know that that whole debacle. Uh, and then Giovinco, you know, at the one point wonder, as you said. Um, Bellhopper not doing too much, but, you know, strong midfields out of Almiron and Vasquez, and then um, sticking with the New York City defenders last minute um, pay, paid off for me. So green arrows, my total values at 116.5. So um, I'm on track to get that 120 total value and inching closer to the top 100, I'm at 123. So can't complain too much, but there, there were a whole lot of like, man, this guy didn't do what I thought he was going to do this week. 
Yeah, I hear that. What about you, Sherry? Um, well, I'm my value is at 114.8, and I took some hits last week. It really should be closer to 115 something. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And um, I'm 363 overall. In the early part of the season, I was in like the top 150, 175, and then, <clears throat> then I somehow lost my soccer mojo. And um, I'm struggling right now. But anyhow, I'm still pleased to be in the top 500. It's, that's, that's good for me. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a great accomplishment. So and don't worry, slight dips in form happen. We see that throughout the entire season ourselves. Uh, for me, I did pretty well. I had an even 100 after my uh, switcheroos came in. Just let that auto this week. Um, the, the one regret that I have was I... I took some last-minute advice. Parker Cleveland uh, from Dirty South Soccer came in and um, just said, I don't know about Almiron, guys. This formation is probably going to be like this, so he may not. And I was like, hmm, okay. He knows about Atlanta, so I'll go with him. And I switched over to Assad. And he got me nine points, not the 14 that Almiron would have gotten me, but um, still respectable. All green arrows except for one in one of my head-to-head -head leagues. Uh, overall, I have a, a score of 2,660 points. My value increased to 117.5 after this round and went up a few places in the overall ranking, still in the top 100 at 83. So, um, but Mike, yeah, I, we'll talk about it in a second. There were definitely some strange... Story. Well, we'll talk about it right now. We're, we're doing this. So I'm just going to go through some of the games that I liked from a fantasy point of view that I want to highlight and going to start out with uh, your New York City against Sporting Kansas City. I didn't think Sporting Kansas City was going to do a whole lot. That's why I, I avoided players like Failhaber. Um, they just haven't done a lot on the road. This game was a bit closer than, than I thought it would be. Um, with I'm sure it gave you a bit of a heart attack. But Villa and Morales didn't come through. Villa, we knew, was questionable. Didn't come through at all. Uh, I ended up captaining Morales, so that was at least some okay. You know, I say didn't come through at all, but what he got? Eight points. Eight points. So it's it's not horrible, but you'd want a little bit more than that. What happened with New York City in in this this week? Well, I mean, I think it was the absences. Um, you, they didn't have Ring. They didn't have Herrera, and so a lot of the turnovers that create chances they they didn't have. Uh, they were missing Rodney Wallace for the first game. And, you know, I've complained about it so many times in the podcast, but they played Pirlo two matches. Uh, Pirlo <laughs> makes the defense worse. He makes the offense worse. Uh, I'm kind of shocked that Sporting Kansas City didn't roll over New York City uh, in the first match. Um, I would really expected a lot more for Failhaber, but for some reason they just didn't press Pirlo. Um, and as you saw in the second game, if you've seen the gif of the goal that Portland scored um, with Valeri, that's what you have to do. Uh, and Pirlo is helpless. And what it ends up doing is that Maxi Morales has to sit back further. And so he doesn't generate the offensive chances and points. So you basically lose your attacking midfielder because Maxi Morales has to do this weird kind of defensive midfielder. I mean, if you look yep. at the formation, like that's that's what he was. He was the closest thing to defensive midfielder. Same with Tommy McNamara. Um so, I mean, that, that's what happened as far as the New York City attacking options. Um, you know, unfortunately, at midweek, we kind of thought, well, Ring will definitely be back. And then David Villa has like a 50-50 shot of being back. Then both of them missed the 18. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk about that more in the injury rundowns. But, yeah, I mean, when 
when Pirlo is having to play for New York City, everyone's going to suffer. Their fantasy value goes down significantly. I'm just going to get to the the 100, 500, 3,000 pound gorilla that, that's in the room right now. Uh, Toronto put up a fantastic score, kind of the result that we would expect from a team on the kind of form that they're on for nothing, San Jose Earthquakes, yet there was a name missing from the score sheet, and that is Javinko. Now, I've seen some more people jumping on the never Javinko train again. I've been on and off that train myself. Mike, you've been sort of a season-long defender at times. Uh, so I'm interested to get your take. But, Sherry, did you uh, – Captain Javinko, I forgot what you said just a little bit ago, but ha- what's your take on this Javinko debacle? Um, well, it, I've been a big supporter of Geo, even when everyone's saying, nah, 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 and I'm, I'm off the train. I'm definitely off the train. I, I think he does have a lingering injury. I think there's something going on there. Um, he, he seems to get frustrated easily. And, um, yeah, it was a big disappointment. Not the first time I've captained him and ended up with two points. But maybe the last time. Yeah, point <laughs> captain, rough. But um, hey, jo- Josie got some points. Yeah, I mean, Josie got some points. It was definitely the kind of game that if Giovico had stayed healthy, I think he would have got a, gotten a few goals. Um, I, I think the problem for fantasy-wise is, one, Toronto doesn't have double game weeks as much, so we're not going to have great injury news when we pick our lineups. And the second thing is, Toronto is nine points clear of the shield. They're pretty much just running the string out, and, and Giovico's had injury problems. I'm I'm expecting him to be sit sat and rotated and and stuff like that so i am i don't know if i'm totally off the giovinko bandwagon but i I don't know if i see a situation that i'm going to pick him up at least in the next few weeks um you know because him and because toronto and new york city they're really kind of playing out the string right now and so i i see that if they have any kind of questionable injuries those guys are just going to get the bench you know, might as well get, give your depth some minutes and make sure that you're healthy going into the playoffs. My big fantasy takeaway from this game is is just the the lingering opinion I've had the entire season is he's not living up to that price point. So, yes, he's had some great games from time to time, but a lot of the forwards have had some great games from time to time. So when you start adding up everything that he does, the, all of the points he's generating from his goals, all the points he's generating from his shots, just all the points he's racking up there – I'm not seeing that price tag justifying being being justified by that score. So that's why he's he's definitely fallen down my list. But you have a great point, Mike. They they don't have to try as hard. They're, I still think they're going to try to do some great things, trying to just show how dominant they are, set those records, be the team in in MLS. But health oh, yeah. is going to be a big health is going to be a big issue for him, and they're going to want to save him to have him for that that cup run. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not going to say that they're not going to try, but they're going to make sure he's rested for the playoffs because the dirty little secret is they're just as dominant without him. Um, I mean, the the key to this team is not Giovinco, it's Victor Vazquez. Um, He's just been tremendous this year. I think he put up another, what, 16 points this week? Yeah, yeah, Um, but been a great captain. I mean... I mean, he, he's he's the difference maker in the team. Him and Altidore, that's been the key to this franchise, as, as well as their fullbacks, um, who they got from San Jose in, uh, over a few years. Um, that, that's been the difference. 
Next game I'm going to talk about, DC versus Orlando. Uh, sorry, Sherry, that your, yeah. <laughs> your DC boys could not get that next win. Um, but Orlando finally saw Dwyer on the on the stat sheet. He got an assist. I, I, I guess that's okay. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm not surprised to see DC fall to Orlando. Um, they they've had struggled at times. Not a, the the only fantasy points I'm taking away from here is if you're looking for DC as some sort of differential, stop. Definitely stop. <laughs> the the only goals that have been scored by one of their offensive players in the past four or five rounds ha, has been one. Otherwise, it's been the other team scoring for them or a random defensive player. So not much going on there. And and if that's I'm really not trying to bash DC here. They're they're struggling. We all know they're struggling. They've got new people, new new things are being worked in. So if it takes that level of of just unrest for Orlando to score and win, then that's just just re re emphasizes everything we've been saying about why these are not players you really want to go to. And specifically, I think this is the last season we're going to have Kaka in the league. I suspect you're probably true on that, although I tell my Orlando fans that him and Notarina are getting extensions. Um, but I think the, the takeaway for this is just because a team is playing a bad team doesn't make them good fantasy options. Oh, DC right. is still a bad team. Just because they're playing a bad team does not make them good fantasy options. Stop that. At this point, like we know who's good, we know who's bad. You want good players or great players against bad teams. Bad teams against bad teams is bad. Though for anyone who took our Opare suggestions last week, hoping for a sneaky DC clean sheet, you're welcome. You got a goal. So (laughs) that was me. There you go. There we go. Right there. Uh, Also Uh, condolences to the person on Reddit who had Opare as part of a switcheroo. Oh, executed that switcheroo for Waston before the Opare goal. (laughs) <laughs> um, sorry about that, man. <laughs> yeah. Rough times. There are reasons I've never tried a switcheroo, although it's on my bucket list. <laughs> I just, I know I that it. I would, I, I would that. screw it up somehow. And it, it just, I just terrify. I just leave it on um, auto sub and I'm happy, <laughs> but I maybe maybe before the end of the season, I'll try one. Well, as long as you understand that there's less than three people in the switcheroo, that you can only have two people in the switcheroo, you, you'll be okay. <laughs> no, that, that I got. I heard that on a podcast. <laughs> right. Uh, next team, Minnesota. I have to talk about Minnesota. Three games in a row, we've seen Ethan Finlay on the score sheet. Uh, I'm calling him their golden boy right now. If you're looking for differentials, he's the guy. If, if, if Minnesota is your team that you're going to try to draw from, uh, Ethan Finlay is a guy to look at. Please consider the home or away value of him. But uh, Ethan Finlay is doing great things over at Minnesota, and, and he's one that you should easily be looking at. Um, is he getting bonus points there as well as goals? He's getting a few. Uh, he's gotten seven three weeks in a row, so he's gotten a couple, uh, one goal and an assist and a goal. So he's getting a few bonus points to help supplement some of those assist points as well. But uh, as, as long as he's scoring... Yeah, it, it hasn't been too much. I think he only got bonus points in that in his second of the three games. Yeah. Um, it's it's mostly been goals and assists. Um, you know, two goals, one assist. So that's the bulk of the points. Okay. 
Vancouver versus RSL. That uh, these these next two games, these last two games, I'm going to talk about are sort of a preview for the double game talk we're going to have earlier. Uh, Vancouver versus RSL. Last week, I said I hated this game because it was just so unpredictable. And I, I, I yes, yes, I, I feel like I called it Waston scoring, Beltran scoring. I mean, the, people are super subs coming in with the assists. People are scoring and getting points on on Vancouver's team that you you don't know. You might as well just throw that dart and see what happens. So. Um, Fantasy-wise, I'm still very frustrated by this team, especially when they're having rounds when I want to say that's a team I want to get because they're not awful. They have potential, but it's just like you said, Mike, uh, just because they're playing an easy team doesn't mean you're going to get lots of points. Just because the team is getting points doesn't mean you're going to be able to figure out which guy is going to get them that round. Um, but they're on a run of form, so I think they're going to be worth talking about later on the show. But yes, I feel justified in saying that I hated that game. <laughs> and then finally, the other team that, that we have to talk about right now, and we will talk about more, so I want to get all of you all, everyone here tonight, to talk about this. Atlanta versus Dallas. Opening Mercedes-Benz Stadium, 3-0 win. Uh, a great way to sort of try to get Atlanta going as they start this great home run. Uh, more struggles for Dallas. So it's it was great to see Almiron and Martinez getting on the score sheet there. What about you guys? Um, well, I I don't know what to say about Atlanta. I mean, they have, as I, I think they do, three double game weeks in a row, but have five home games. But I thought they might have trouble playing on the turf. And I was pleased to see that they did so well. And they seem to like their new home, and there's no place like home. So with five home games in the stretch, I think it looks promising. Yeah, and I think that was the big concern most people had was how well could they do at a new stadium? How quickly could they adapt to a new stadium? <laughs> is uh, Mike, is one win on turf at your new home field enough to say, yes, that's good enough, I want to ride that? No, I mean, I think the more I wasn't really concerned about the turf messing up their playing style. You know, I don't see enough about turf that, that changes how they play. I'm more concerned about having this eight games and 24 day stretch on turf, which, you know, there's a number of research studies that suggest that increases the chance of injury, uh, particularly because this isn't a team that's very deep. It's an expansion team. Um, you know, if you have to bench Almiron, who do you play afterward? Your options aren't really great. Um, so that that's more my concern for turf. You know, I mean, now, also, too, it's the opening of a home stadium. Those are usually big matches, big energy, and you really favor the home stadium. I mean, we saw what it did for Orlando and how much this, the energy of that opening stadium carried for a month or two until, you know, eventually the cracks started showing. Um, you know, I, I don't think this changes my opinion of Atlanta, but then again, my opinion of Atlanta was they're probably going to be pretty good at home. Uh, going into the stretch, there probably were some risks of, of rotation. Um I mean, my, my bigger concern is Dallas just getting eviscerated. They, they haven't looked good for like two months now. Um, you're, you're almost starting to move them into target their offensive opponents uh, category, which is just such a weird way from the w difference from the way they started the season. I apologize if anyone just heard uh, the soothing sounds of Andrew Wiebe's voice in the background. Uh, while talking about Atlanta, it reminded me that uh, something Mike and I have been doing for the past few weeks is 
been sending fantasy questions into Extra Time Radio to help increase the exposure. <laughs> and the question I sent this week was actually uh, about Atlanta and potential rotation risk going into this long stretch of, of double game weeks, which I think is going to be critical in, in the planning for fantasy managers as well. And uh, I hadn't checked to see if the show had dropped yet and uh, started <laughs> playing in the background. So I haven't listened to it yet. If you guys have listened to it yet, um, maybe they did or didn't answer that question. But if you want to, please feel free on Sundays to start sending in fantasy questions to Extra Time Radio so we can get maybe one or two answered on the show and just help increase exposure even in the closing rounds of this season. <laughs> okay, well, those are the games I was going to highlight. There were several more. Uh, Mike, Sherry, anything else you want to point out that you thought was a particularly good game with uh, some fantasy just potential or fantasy knowledge that you were able to glean from it? Not me, no. I, I only watched a couple of games um, this weekend, so I'm, I'm, I can't really speak to that. It happens. Mike? No, I mean, we had some kind of boring 1-1 draws in Columbus with uh, Sporting Kansas City for the second half of their double game week, and then uh, Chicago and the New York Red Bulls with uh, Schweinsteiger being out. Just kind of uh, a few lackluster games with you know some of these teams that are playoff bound uh, getting through. Uh, I, th I don't think we we mentioned um, New England um, beating Montreal, and that's that's a game that probably puts the playoffs out of Montreal's realistic hopes. Um, I think it continues the fact that Lee win at home. You have to start him. He, he's just he's just so good at home. He's almost like an automatic double-digit point tally at home. This Even this when year. he gets a late red flag. Even when he gets a late random red flag and then plays 90 minutes anyway. <laughs> right. I saw that flag pop up and I thought, well, at least I have two players on the bench that, <clears throat> that were going to be there. And then he got 10 points. And I was like, oh, great. Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> I'll take it. Going forward. Yeah, no, I, I did forget about, about that one. Okay, well then, let's move right into our housekeeping section. Uh, round 28, as we've already mentioned, is a double game week, and that means that it starts on Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, September the 13th. Uh, so that's 7 o'clock. Be sure you have all of your transfers made and that you have your captain set, and um, enjoy, because there's a couple of good games, I think, they're going to happen that night to help answer some questions going forward. The teams that are on double games this week, Atlanta with two home games, Minnesota with two away games, New England with two away games, and Vancouver with two home games. So if that's going to be influencing your decisions, if you had not caught on to that yet, uh, two teams, Atlanta and Vancouver, both with a double home game week. Uh, no World Cup qualifiers or anything going on. Everyone should be back in to play unless they're on a red card or uh, they're uh, just going to be injured. Uh, that's you know that's one thing we did forget to mention from the recap. Uh, Orlando may have won against DC, but they got a couple of red cards in in the process. So that that's something to keep in mind when you're making your transfers for this week. And I'm sure Mike will cover that in his injury report. But before we get there, want to talk about Patreon. So as I said, we've got Sherry here tonight. She's our special Patreon host, and we could not have been happier to have her be able to join us. And so just got a couple of questions for her to talk to people in just regular people terms. Just Sherry, why do you choose to donate to Patreon for, for our show, and what is your favorite thing about the show? 
Well, I, I think the, maybe not favorite, but the most valuable thing I get out of it is the benefit of your knowledge and expertise and access to information that I wouldn't otherwise have. Um, for example, Mike, your injury news call-ups, yellow card accumulations is fantastic. It's really very helpful in setting up a team. Um, the, you talk about a team's or a player's performance over time, whether they're good or bad on the road um, or good or bad against a particular team. And these are things that I just don't follow. And um, it's very helpful information. Um, let's see, what I usually do is I set my team and I let the, the hosts talk me out of my choices or re <laughs> reinforce the ones I had already made. Um, but it's just, it's a lot of fun and it's a wonderful mix of opinions and statistics and, and just general information about soccer. So I, I don't set my team until I, well, I set my team, but I don't finalize it until after I've listened to the podcast. And I check a couple other sources too, but I love the podcast. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Sherry. We do appreciate you and uh, just the support that you've given us over, over the time that you've been here. Um, and if anyone else is interested in getting into this Patreon thing, uh, it's just a, a website that allows you to donate money, yes, money, to us to help us cover the fees that we have for the show. Uh, while we do love doing it, there there is money involved for the hosting fees and for the prizes that we give out and other things that we hope to come in the future. And and all of that does cost money, and we don't get paid to do this. So it's, uh, it's a labor for love from us. And if you're interested in helping be a part of that, uh, we give out, like I said, prizes. We have pint glasses, and we've got stickers. I'm getting scarves soon for for prizes that we can have. We also have guest appearances on the show and we have Google Hangouts where people can come in just chat about anything. And uh, we also have the special Patreon head-to-head -head league that, that people get to play in, which is a lot of fun and my only red arrow this week because dang it, if you guys aren't really good. So it's, it's a lot of fun, and if you're interested in learning more about it or want to donate, then head over to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash M-L-S-F-I. Thanks a lot. And now what Cherry has already described as very, very helpful, Mike's injury report. Okay. Uh, well, I'll start with the biggest one, which is Jordan Morris pulled up with a hamstring. Uh, nothing official from Seattle, but Grant Wall reported that they think he's done for the regular season at least. So for fantasy purposes, he, he's probably done. Uh, Kempen for the Galaxy left early. Um, if you expect me to have any kind of injury information, uh, you must be new to the show uh, because he plays for the LA Galaxy. Uh, Giovinco left with what was called a precautionary um removal for quad tightness um again he's kind of had these issues and they've been um squirrely about it so i i wouldn't expect him to to play next game i think he'd be taking a pretty big risk uh Asprilla for portland he missed the 18 but only because of in uh, illness um now we have a few lingering ones with like Adi and Gleason and Bridgewell who have supposed to be back for like a few weeks, but they still keep missing games and missing the 18. So I'm not really sure what's actually going on in Portland. So kind of keep all of that with a grain and grain of salt in case you're looking at uh, Portland players this week. Uh, Lee Wynn, we talked about it earlier. He has this, he got flagged with that hamstring issue, but he played the whole game. 
So uh, I don't know how serious this is, that is. That was just precautionary, putting them on the injury report or, or what. Um, I guess just kind of make sure because I, I, we, we will get New England's lineup, but I'm, I'm assuming he's good to go since he already played. Uh, as far as the, the next part, um, this the next part is the Make Michael Cry section because we have a whole bunch of New York City players on it. Uh, Angel Herrera picked up a groan injury with his international duty at Venezuela, missed the 18. Um, New York City called him day-to-day, but usually that's a one- or two-week injury, so uh, I'm, I'm suspecting he's going to miss. Uh, Ring, he was supposedly questionable, but then missed the 18. He's got a toe injury. Uh, I would suspect he's questionable coming for this match. Uh, Via missed both games of the double game week with irritation to his adductor muscle. Uh, he was back in training this morning. I'm not sure if it was light or full, but he posted that he was training again. Um, so I think he's questionable for this week as well. Um, one note, uh, Mancoso broke his left hand for Montreal. Not sure if he's going to actually miss any time. They're going to try to let him play with a cast. Um, now for discipline. <clears throat> and we have a whole bunch of discipline. All right, let's see. Uh, red cards from this week. Um, Servando Carrasco, Seb Hines, uh, Darwin Sarin, and Roman Torres. Uh, there's a, a one. Want to make one point about uh, Roman Torres? Um, that re- incident was reviewed by VAR. I know there's a lot of controversy about whether or not it should be a red card. Um, in case you missed it, there is a new higher standard for Disco to reverse a red card that has been reviewed by VAR. So um, I don't know if it's going to be reversed or not. You know, check on that later in the week. But, uh, you know, some people were tweeting at me like, oh, yeah, that's going to be reversed because it's clearly, well, if VAR reverses it, basically it's going to be really tough for Disco to, you know, overturn the VAR-approved red card. So just kind of keep that in mind. Torres is probably suspension suspended unless Disco pulls a Hail Mary. Um, now we have a bunch of yellow card accumulation suspensions this week as well. Uh, Alex for Houston, Mensa for Columbus, Espinosa for SKC, Franklin for DC, Kaka for Orlando, Deliu for Chicago, Onyewu for Philadelphia, Chara for uh, Portland, and then Godoy for San Jose. Um, I don't have uh, good information about the yellow card warnings for the double game week teams yet because they don't update that until Wednesday. So make sure you follow at MLS Injury News because I will update you with who's on um, warning for that week. Um, I, I think Kendall Waston is going to be on warning for this coming week. Um, so that's going to be one of the big ones fantasy-wise. But um, check back later in the week whenever they finalize um, the yellow card warning list. And so that's it, unless you all caught something I didn't. I have nothing to add except bring on the dancing bear. <laughs> well, I mean, the dancing bear has been dancing a, a lot, um, you know, for, for Seattle. Um no, I mean, I, I never, never wish injury upon anyone, especially in, in a situation like this. But the Seattle is very fortunate, I think, that Will Bruin has been there to be able to step up during these times. And uh, he could be a great fantasy option going forward for people who may want to consider those sorts of things. Every time I've tipped him, I'll just say every time I've tipped Will Bruin, he has scored and I have not had him on my team. So so it's like the Via curse. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. But that, I mean, that's a pretty vicious curse, Mike. Yeah. Okay, now let's get to round 28. Uh, we're going to go game by game this week, and we're going to start with the double game week teams broken out separate uh, from everybody else. Got a couple of Reddit questions as well. Uh, Mike, Sherry, and myself, uh, 
just a quick, you can just give a number, no, no need to have a deep talk about this, but how many double game week players are you planning on having right now for your team? Uh, probably 12. Oh, damn. For the, for the 15. I, I haven't decided who's starting, but yeah, I'm not going all double game week this time. Okay. Mike? Uh, I am going six, maybe seven with the switcheroo. And I'm going seven, maybe eight with the switcheroo right now. So that's that's where we are. But we haven't talked about it yet. Maybe uh, Sherry likes to. We'll have our picks right now and then hear people talk and change our minds. Well, that's what you're supposed to do. So <laughs> that, exactly. sounds, that sounds great. Exactly. And a second Reddit question before we get into actually the game by game breakdowns uh, is with all the double game week teams also playing early on Saturday, what switcheroo options do you like? And now, Sherry, I know you're not big into switcheroo. So, Mike, this one will be for you, and then I'll chime in as well. Yeah, we, we, now you were talking, you and I were talking before the show, and we both have, I think, Montero in, in yep. a switcheroo. Um, you know, the, if you look at the these teams, um, you're kind of short on forward options. Um, you know, Montero uh, didn't play, you know, 180 minutes the last two double game weeks that they had. So, um, you know, he's not someone you want to bank in. But, you know, with two home games, you probably want to give him a chance. So I, I think that's a pretty good option. Um, obviously, you can do, you know, with some of the defenders and, and, and like that. Um, because the good thing is, is that not only are the double game weeks in a bunch of early games, but there's a bunch of late night West Coast matches. Um, so, you know, Vancouver is the last of the double game week ones at home, at least, to kick off. And that's at 7 o'clock uh, Central Time. Excuse me, no, Eastern Time, excuse me. Um, so, yeah, you're going to have, like, almost all the West Coast slate um, available to you. So I think Vancouver and Atlanta, those are the teams you're going to want to put in the switcheroo. You know, someone who you're not sure about, like a Montero, I, I think it would be a good switcheroo option. Yeah, and I, I can't agree more. Mike and I are both looking at uh, a forward switcheroo this round. And it just makes sense with the double game week teams playing so early. The ideal game for me is having a switcheroo from any of the double game week teams and then matching it up with New York Red Bulls versus Philly. Since that's on a different day, 16th and 17th, you're going to have no problem with seeing your scores before you make those transfers. You could play it a little bit loose um, and and go with like a New England and trying to pair it up with LA or San Jose. But as we do get later in the round, you do have to watch those start and stop dates and maybe have to make your switch a little bit earlier. But uh, yeah, definitely Atlanta and Vancouver, I think are the ideal switcheroo teams this round. Yeah. And, and remember as Guy Sanchez would want us to, to remember uh, just because it's supposed to kickoff time doesn't mean that's the actual kickoff time. You have a little, exactly. usually 10 minutes after, but the MLS fantasy game takes the posted kickoff time. So, exactly. Games um, lock. Usually, as usually if it's like two hours before you're, you're going to miss that last 10 minutes of the game before you have to do something with your switcher. So, which, you know, the way some of these games have gone, that's when all the points have been scored. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, now let's break down these teams game by game. First one, uh, Mike, Atlanta versus New England, double game week. Well, you know, Atlanta's coming off a, a lot of rest. This is the second game in, in Mercedes-Benz uh, Stadium, which it annoys me that that's a name. But um, I, I think this is one New England has been good at home. They've been terrible on the road. Um, their good run of form has come mostly 
at home, Atlanta's dip in form has come with road games. So I have four Atlanta players. I suspect most people are going to have four Atlanta players. Um, Lee Wynn, as much as I praise him for being at home, he is a completely different person uh, on the road. Um, you know, he, he does, I don't think he's gotten double digits on the road yet. I think maybe like once or twice. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is uh, two nothing, maybe more uh, at Atlanta win. Um, and I know we have a lot of questions about the rotation. Um, I've thought about it. My guess is that because Atlanta has had so much off time in the past few weeks, that Tata Martino is going to go hard for the first few games of this big stretch and try to take advantage of that rest as much as possible. You know, with teams like New England who are going to be on essentially the same rest, if not less than Atlanta. Um, so I'm not seeing a whole lot of rotation for this week. Um, you know, Martinez, obviously he had the injury. I don't think he's going to go 180 minutes, but I do think he probably starts or at least is a strong sub um, for both games. Um, but this week, I'm not as concerned about Atlanta rotation as I will be as this goes on. Which players are you targeting? Uh, well, Almiron, um, obviously, I think is, is a must-have, you know, two games at home. Uh, I also like Martinez. Um, I'm, you need, and, you know, I'm, I'm going with uh, two Atlanta defenders. I have a Brad Guzan um, in in net right now for me. Uh, and then I have uh, Gonzalez Perez, but the, you know, there are the Atlanta defenders are, are a pretty interesting bunch. Uh, Garza is also an interesting option, um, you know, cause he, he's gotten forward and gotten some uh, offensive assists. I mean, he got a goal in, in, in the last game. Uh, I don't know how much I uh, expect that to continue, but you know, at least he's getting up, getting in, in the offensive attack. And so, um, you know, he's he's certainly a viable option as, as opposed to LPG, or excuse me, LGP. But you, Sherry? What you take on this game? Um, well, I'm I'm going in big on Atlanta, and I haven't decided. I, I put my team together, and I had six Atlanta players, and of course that won't fly. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sure everyone would like to have six. Yeah. Um, but I, I think what impressed me about Atlanta and actually about Vancouver, which we'll get to in a minute, is – the role that the defenders were playing. I mean, defenders were scoring and assisting, and that I thought that was a pretty good sign. Um, so I'll, I'll probably take some Vancouver players too. But um, yeah, it was it was the the defensive players that I thought stood out. You don't you don't have to worry. Wait for a clean sheet for them to get points when they're playing like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Speaking of, of the defensive players with Vancouver. Uh, I, I still think, as I mentioned earlier, that uh, this is Vancouver, Minnesota, that I think uh, Vancouver is a team that's hard to predict. Uh, but but with this double game week, with it being a double home game week, they're, they're worth serious consideration for, for your team because those double game week players do so often pay off so well. Um, and for them, be, because of this, this unpredictability, I like them mostly – for their defense. They have some great defensive players in their back line, and the, the two opponents who they're going to be playing have only been average, I guess, at best when they've been uh, on the road, uh, that being uh, Minnesota in this case, and then uh, Columbus a little bit later on. Uh, so I, I like the chances that Vancouver has for, for a clean sheet, so the defensive players are, are sticking out. Uh, for offensive, like Mike and I both mentioned just a few minutes ago, it, 
I'd stick to more switcheroo options for that. So for me, the fantasy standouts for this game, all the defensive players, Ousted, Waston, depending on that yellow card situation, maybe even if he does have it, and Parker are, are my top three there. And if you want to go with offensive players, I think it has to be Montero for this game. I think they can keep a clean sheet uh, unless Ethan Finlay works more magic, but I think uh, 2-0 is a great possibility. I'm going to throw in a, a differential on the on the Vancouver side. Um, Jacob Nowinski, a 4.4 defender, got two assists in the last game, uh, seems to be getting pretty consistent times, and he seems to be getting up in the attack. He, he's gotten a few assists in the past. Um, you know, if you're looking for a little bit of a cheaper option or another switcheroo option, you know, because yeah. he's someone you, you can look at, um, especially if you're kind of put off by Waston's uh, yellow card risk um, and you want to be a little bit more conservative. He, he's someone to take a look at. Do you share anything to add? Um, well, I, I like to Beanie say too. It's just fun to watch him play. So he would be the it's other. Fun to say too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I got it right. You'll notice I didn't try. No, no, the, and I love the mispronunciations. That's great. Um, <laughs> That's but what I, we I do. <laughs> I did try to get it right, um, and he got um, ten points, and he's only seven point six. Although. I, I put my first draft together, and I had like $7 million left over. And I said, wait a minute, <laughs> what's going on here? You but have the, different problems than I have. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> um, I think, what as I, as I talk now, I think I'm going to go back and probably put in more single game week players. I, I did that last week and, and got bitten, but I'm, I'm going <laughs> to try it again. Hey. Okay, so I just remembered. I uh, I actually called a uh, soccer game for my university this past weekend. Just just one half, to, so they could see how I would do if they wanted me to help out. And it was our girls team, and all all I had to do was throw-ins and goal kicks. And they said, "Oh yeah, yeah," and you need to do substitutions. And I said, "What?" And they said, "Yeah, substitutions." Oh, no, like, uh, number <laughs> the names. 14, yada 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 is coming in for number eleven. Yada yada yada. And I looked at them, and I went to to his college with the girl who's who's running all this and i looked at her and i said you have obviously never listened to my podcast <laughs> so <laughs> they had some phonetics broken down uh, it was it was good it was it was actually very very fun but i got a i got a kick i wanted to turn on that microphone and say hello everyone mls fantasy boss here ready to guide you through the game. But, uh, did you at uh, least get to do a brought to you by uh, no, I did not get to do a brought to you by. I did get to plug going to uh, the concession stand, though. So hot dogs. Brought to you by hot dogs. Brought to you by next week. Next week. Brought to you by hot dogs. Are we a sandwich or not? <laughs> That's a different Providing conversation. Twitter, endless hours of debate for no purpose. <laughs> yes, endless. Now let's get into the single game week teams. Less than endless hours of debate for these players here. Let's start out with... Um, Minnesota versus Montreal. Sherry? Um, well, my score prediction here is 3-0, um, Montreal. Ah. Um, I'm, I'm a big Piatti fan, and I have him and Jamali in the 11 and might pick up a defender. I, just, I, I think this is a, a good opportunity for Montreal. I think they'll do well, um, particularly at home. So that that's probably my big bold move for this round. No, I think that's that would be a a good bet. They're definitely better with with Jamali back in mm -hmm. 
in the play and also uh, Piete. Um, I keep wanting to call him Piet, like Admiral from Star Wars, but uh, <laughs> I think that's how you say it. Is it? Well, I'm just. I think so. I, I'm done. I, I assumed it just could not be that. And I'm just going to think of him as as Admiral Piet now. So that's the way it's going to be. Uh, yeah, no, they're a much better team with, with both of all three of those guys back in there. And Minnesota has one home win. So, I mean, I think they're a great team to look well, forward to. Well, Minnesota has to fly to Vancouver and yep. then um, fly back to Montreal Wednesday to Saturday. That's that's a lot of travel. So Yes. I'm, and yeah, I don't think I'll be going with Minnesota players. <laughs> Maybe Finland. Mike. Maybe yeah. Finland. Well, I, I, versus, go ahead. Oh, I wanted to, to mention on Minnesota, uh, whenever I was looking up, I was shocked by how bad Kevin Molino has been. I think he's had only one game in the past six or seven weeks uh, where he hasn't where he scored more than four points. Um, now, if you want Minnesota players, uh, Ibsen has been very consistent. I mean, he's pretty much like five points locked in. So you, you can pretty feel safe. Um, I don't know if this week there's so many good midfield options that, you know, uh, a consistent five point times two is going to get you into right. your starting lineup. But, um, I mean, I do like Finley too, too although, um, you know, maybe Sherry is talking me out of it. Um <laughs> but um, you were asking about Atlanta, Orlando. Uh, was I asking that or Dallas, Seattle? What did I what did I put down? Uh, you put down Dallas or Seattle, but I think we skipped two games. Uh, I did skip Atlanta, talk. Orlando. Yeah, <laughs> tell us about uh, Atlanta, Orlando, and I'll talk, and we'll go back there. Uh, yeah, um, well, I, I probably should have mentioned this in injury news. Obviously, uh, Hurricane Irma is affecting Orlando right now. Orlando is actually uh, flown from D.C. into Atlanta and are planning to stay in Atlanta until they can either get back to Orlando or play the match. Um, so, uh, so that is going on with Orlando. Uh, I think that's probably all that stuff going on. It's probably a reason to, to favor uh, Atlanta a little bit more. Uh, we've already talked about all the absences. And in fact, I forgot one. Uh, Will Johnson is uh, suspended for this match uh, for a domestic violence incident. Uh, he'll be suspended for at least another two games. Um, so that they're missing a lot of defensive midfielders. They're missing Kaká as well, which that might help them. But I, I still don't see this as being a very good game for Orlando. 2 nothing, 3 nothing, uh, Atlanta easy. I don't think this match gives you any fear whatsoever uh, against picking our uh, Atlanta players. Yeah, and the other game I skipped, uh, Vancouver versus Columbus. Uh, mentioned my thoughts about the Whitecaps uh, just a few minutes ago in the previous section. I still like their defense, Minnesota and Columbus. Like I said, not great at scoring on the road, just around an average of about one goal per game, uh, maybe a little bit better for Minnesota, but Columbus is right around that. So uh, I don't have a lot of faith in these offenses, especially as Sherry pointed out, that's a lot of travel. Vancouver is a truck to get to. So uh, I, I still like Vancouver and with all the travel that Columbus will have to take as well, I'm just not considering any of their players for this week. All right, Mike, now Dallas, Seattle. Well, um, we talked earlier, Dallas has kind of been imploding. Um, I mean, this is going to be a game that Dallas really needs to kind of get back into the playoff picture. I mean, they're in the playoff picture right now. They'll probably make it. But if, if they want to sleep easy the next month, this is one at home that they probably need to win. Uh, you know, Seattle won't have Jordan Morris, but you know, with uh, Dempsey and uh, Will Bruin, 
Um, I, I think Seattle get a draw. It's probably 1-1. I don't think any of these options are going to be in your team. Uh, you know, Dallas's defense is, even though they've struggled recently at home, they're, they're still too much of a concern for me to pick uh, someone like Ladero or Bruin over the other options, either on the double game weeks or some of these uh, good single game week options like Piotti uh, that we talked about. So um, I think 1-1, one, one, I don't think this is a rich uh, fantasy game. Okay, next game, Chicago versus D.C. Um, uh, maybe it's fair to say at this point Chicago might be on a little bit of an upswing right now, and playing against D.C. can't hurt to see where that's going to go. Uh, I just say that because Nico got a goal. That's That's been a long time coming. Uh, if Schweinsteiger comes back, that's going to help. But uh, in general, I'm not big on the fire just because D.C. has had an improved defense. Uh, while they haven't been scoring much with their own team recently, they've been holding other teams pretty well. I, I think that 2-1, that two points from Orlando was one of the higher scores against them in, in the past few rounds. Uh, they they've been doing pretty well. So I'm not really sure where the goals are going to come from with, with the DC side. It may be Chicago scoring goals on themselves that are giving DC points on the Chicago side. They've been scattered as well. Uh, Akam's gotten some goals. Feinsteiger's gotten some goals. Nico just got a goal. So you don't really know where that's going to come from. And as I said before, the last couple of shows, I don't like uncertainty when I'm making these picks. So I, I think this isn't going to be a game with many fantasy points in it, and I'm just much more interested in getting players from other teams. Sherry, Sporting Kansas City versus New England. Well, this is a puzzle. Um, normally, I would have Kamara on here um, as a double game week player, but his last uh, last game was a little um, a little discouraging so i i'm i'm thinking that um new england will win two to one um i i know that Nguyen's not that great on the road but um i i think he might do something in this game i probably won't have any any players from this game either uh kansas city or new england That's probably safe because we do – Toronto has surpassed them now, but Sporting Kansas City still has the second-best uh, home defense in the league. So uh, for the numbers-wise, out of 13 home games, Sporting Kansas City has allowed eight goals. So okay, pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. I know last week I got fussed at a little bit for not including Sporting Kansas City on uh, – some of my list of top players, but uh, this is one of their better games. But otherwise, there are so many teams with so much other stuff going on for them right now. Uh, ultimately, I, I think you're spot on, Sherry, that this is not uh, a great option for, for fantasy. Mike, Colorado versus New York City. <sighs> you, did you just did you just Jason Yon your own team? <laughs> Yes, I did. And and the reason I Jason you on my own team is because if David Villa and Alex Ring and Jan Herrera sit this game, it is going to be boring. Um no, I mean I don't unless you get like some great options of, you know, David Villa is absolutely going to play. 
don't go to this game. Uh, you know, any game that Pirlo might play, don't go. Uh, Colorado is bad. This is a game that New York City, with five points up, can easily slough just to make sure their players get better. Um, you know, if David Villa and all these guys play, like, sure, they, they can probably beat Colorado. But it's not going to be um, a great trip. You know, it's in altitude where um, New York City has struggled. They've never won at either RSL or Colorado with their best result being a nil-nil draw week uh, three of their existence. So I, I don't think this is a, a fantasy option unless you're just desperate for forwards and David Villa gets a, a clearance before um, deadline. Okay, speaking of RSL, RSL versus Portland. I think this is going to be a pretty decent game for fantasy points, and it's also going to be a good one, I think, to watch. Uh, RSL has won two, their last two games uh, at home, and they haven't lost their last five. So uh, they have a great record. They've really turned their season around. It's been great to, to watch that because we do care about RSL's real team, fantasy or not. Uh, Portland has Diego Valeri, so there's there's that, and he is on a seven-game scoring streak, so uh, that's also quite impressive. Now, I'm not big on the defenses for either of these teams, but their offensive players have, have been doing great things, and it's just going to further muddy the waters of which midfielders do I want to bring in for this round. So for RSL, it has to be Russ Mack and Silva. And uh, for Portland, it has to be Valeri. So there's three more guys right there I, I do like. And uh, I myself am having a hard time deciding who I want to have in my team because of these guys. Uh, score prediction, I think RSL is going to take it in the end. They've been doing well at home, and I don't quite know what to expect from Portland on the road, as Mike was saying, with some of the players who you think should be back but aren't back. It's, it's frustrating. So I think it's going to be 2-1 because Portland is still riding that Valeri wave. Mike, L.A. versus Toronto. Well, uh, Toronto is one of the few teams that uh, have seemed to be immune to a serious road dip, and L.A. is one of the few teams in the league that can't seem to win on the road, or excuse me, at home. Um, so I like uh, Toronto. You know, I, I have, uh, I think Vasquez is a good shout here, um, you know, especially with another goalkeeper injury to the Galaxy. Uh, I, I think you can afford to go with someone uh, on the road. Probably not as much um, defense for uh, Toronto, but um, you know, someone offensively like Vasquez or Josie Altador, I, I think are good options. Um, I don't know if I would go as much uh, Toronto um, defense. Uh, Alessandrini is, is still pretty good uh, home or away, and is probably the only option from the LA Galaxy that you really should be considering at this point. Uh, but I think Toronto does win this um, two or three to one. Um, so I think your your best bets are Toronto uh, offensive players. And for people who might be looking for differentials, JDS did score did get an assist last round. Keep that in mind. 9.1 million, so fairly affordable, too. Sherry, San Jose versus Houston. Oh, gosh, poor San Jose. Let's see. Um, <laughs> I, I'm predicting that they pull it off. They're playing for pride. They're at home. Um, score prediction is 2-1, to one, and that's said with my fingers crossed. Um, the fantasy standouts are Urena, um, maybe Wando, and I've been on the Tommy Thompson bandwagon since the very beginning. It's, I think it's three years now. And I've, I've 
put him on my team a couple of times. He never does anything. But anyhow, I, I think he deserves a chance <laughs> at some point. Um, I don't know what else to say. I mean, Houston is certainly Im- improving. Um, I don't know how they do on the road. Um, so I, I probably wouldn't take too many people from this game. Yeah, Houston's a middle-of-the-pack team on mm-hmm. the road, maybe bottom third. They average almost two goals allowed per game when they're on the road, so not not a road defense I think that many of us have turned to often this year, which is not something that you would have said a couple of years past. Right. Okay, and the last game that we have, New York – versus Philadelphia, and that is a New York Red Bulls versus Philadelphia. So this is the third meeting that New York has with Philadelphia this season, and currently each team has uh, shut out the other in one of the previous matches. I think it was uh, 2-0 Philly at the first one, then 3-0 New York in the next one, something something like that. Uh, so for this game, I think it's pride for the Red Bulls. That's, that's what's coming down here, and I think they'll be really motivated to have a good showing at home, also because they haven't had a shutout for a little while. And I think this will be the round where they can get it. However, since it is a double game week, that knocks their players a bit further down the list of uh, where I would find them desirable than normal. Uh, But it still stands that I I think they have a good shot. So if you want to go with differential... New York's okay. Philly, not awesome at scoring on the road. I'd stick with offensive players, though, in general, from either of these teams if you wanted to go that direction. New York, Kleshin and BWP. And if it's Philadelphia, it has to be Sapong. He's he's where it all comes from. If you just uh, think they're going to break that pattern of, of zero shutouts going on. Uh, but he is just way down my list if you do want to go with the differential there. that's all that we have for the game-by-game breakdowns. Now we're going to move into our player picks. And we have a a final Reddit question right here. Everyone, people wanted to know, uh, they just said, running a five-man in the midfield formation has been killing it lately. And uh, with so many good scoring options, what formations are we considering for this round? Mike? Oh, well, you know I have the five-man midfield. I know. I've I've been been doing it most of the year. And... Looking at this week, I I don't know how you have any less than five midfielders. I I could probably have ten if I could. <laughs> sure, six six from Atlanta. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I I usually go with the three five two, and I'm definitely doing that this week because I honestly don't know who to pick for forwards. I I don't think I could get three up there. So definitely three five two. Yeah, and I'm the same way. I, I have it set up right now in a four-five-one, just because I have a switcheroo that's going to happen. So it will eventually be a three-five-two. Uh, I think someone pointed out a week or two ago that lots of times the uh, the dream team has been a four-four-two team, and so that just speaks to how well defenders have been doing this season with some of the changes that have been in place. But I still just see so much more potential offensively with that five-man midfield, especially with a round like this with so many great midfield options that uh, I think having a five-man midfield is just a no-brainer. But let's take it back to the very back of the field, starting out with goalkeepers. Sherry, who do you like? Um, Guzan and Osted. Mike? Uh, I have uh, Guzan as well. Um, I have Cropper as backup. <laughs> 
right now. And I also went with Guzan and Osted. So let's go down to defenders. Uh, Mike, you you stole my thunder during uh, talking about Atlanta. Uh, you picked the Gonzalez Perez and and Garza. Garza, I I think is a nice little pick. I like his offensive flair and against Columbus and Orlando. I think um, I was thinking. Sorry, not not Columbus. That was a Vancouver team that I was talking about earlier. But against New England and Orlando, I think that uh, there may be some offensive points there. But of course. Gonzalez Perez is just that classic bonus point generator. Uh, Vancouver, I also like Parker. And then if you do want to look at some of the single game week option guys, I think Long and Opara. Mike, what about you? Uh, Reed, you and I are, are on same, similar wavelengths this week. Uh, I have Waston right now. Uh, I might swap him in with Nerwinski, Nerwinski or, or Parker or someone else from Vancouver. Uh, I have uh, LGB. And then I have Ike Opara, I think, sporting Kansas City at home against a tired uh, New England team. I, I think that's a good chance for a shutout. Sherry? Well, I'm, I keep going back and forth as to whether I want to put my Atlanta players in defense or offense. So mm. um, I had Garza, Waston, and Nerwinski. But that will probably change. <laughs> I think there are two strategies for Atlanta this round. You can either spread it out one player at each position because they've got quality guys at every spot, or you can just focus. I guess you could go with three, but in my mind, it's either one in each position or you just find their four top scoring players and enroll with that mm-hmm. and go with it. I, I They've got some great defensive options too. I don't think you need to do that. And frankly, I think it would be a waste to focus too much on the Atlanta defense. Uh, you, so I, I could even be talked into... Um, not having a keeper or a defender if you really think that some of the offensive players are better. But double home game, mm, defenders, come on. Come on, gimme, gimme. <laughs> to save that one for the opening sometime. Uh, midfield, Mike. Uh, well, this is where I have all, all my players. Well, right now I have uh, Ethan Finley. Um, he's been hot, um, so I'm just going to kind of go with that. Uh, I have uh, Piotti. Uh, I think Piotti at home is a must start. Uh, and the same with my next player, uh, Rusnak. Um, you know, anytime those two guys are at home, you know, full strength, um, I'm picking them up. Uh, then I have Victor Vasquez. I mean, he's just absolutely killed it this year. I don't know if we've talked about it enough. Just what a great fantasy asset he is at 9.7. And I'm not afraid to start him on the road against the LA Galaxy. And then, of course, to top it all off, I have Almiron. Sherry? Okay. Um, I, my choices are somewhat similar. I'm going back and forth between Assad and Almiron, um, uh, Piatti, Jamali, and Vasquez. Yeah, it's, uh, it's so, so tough. Right now, I have uh, Almiron on the team. I've got Piotti and Rusnak as well, just just like Mike was saying. And then after that is where it starts to just to jump around. I've got Finlay right now because I like the double game week, but I'm not sure I'm going to stick with that just because of some of that travel that Sherry was talking about earlier. I If I'm replacing Finlay, I'm going to be replacing him with, uh, with uh, Victor Vasquez. And then I also have Kleshton right now. And if I move away from him, then I'm going to be moving to uh, Valeri. 
to have there. But uh, right now, it's Almiron, Finlay, Kleschen, Piotti, and Rusnak for me. Forwards, Sherry. Um, well, until we started talking, I had a Martinez and a Beanie Issey, and I think that's I don't need the um, two double game week players. So um, I I will probably pick a different forward. Um, not sure who. Uh, I was looking at, at Altador. He's certainly on a roll, and even playing away might uh, might be a good option. Um, but the, the forwards were giving me trouble this week. Well, maybe I can help you shed some light. I'm doing a switcheroo with the forwards this round. So the first one I have is Martinez. Uh, I like that he scored a goal last week, and uh, he likes scoring goals, so I'm willing to take a, a punt on him instead of uh, Vialba. I don't, even, I don't even consider it a punt. I, I, I like Martinez. Uh, my switcheroo is going to be with Montero and Bradley Wright Phillips. Uh, Brad to his friends, such as our good buddy Tim. And uh, that's just because, like I mentioned before with Vancouver, I, I don't know when they're going to score. Montero's been scoring. He's, he's an okay value for his price. Uh, and Bradley Wright Phillips has that nice game against Philadelphia. But if Montero just hits some vein of awesome form twice, I want those points, and I want them badly. So I think it makes sense to have uh, Montero as a switcheroo option. And BWP, as I mentioned earlier, with that New York game, the next day is just the easiest way to make that happen. Mike? Uh, I have uh, Martinez. Um, I also have Montero in a switcheroo option uh, with Josie Altidore. Um, but if, if you are struggling uh, for forward options, and we mentioned BWP, um, also should probably shout out Chris Wondolowski, uh, the man who uh, Tyler Kelly loves and, and adores. But at, ho at home against the Houston team, it's been absolutely terrible on the road, and Wondolowski mm -hmm. has scored goals last two times. So I think he's an interesting differential uh, pick if you're looking for forward. And at 8.4, you can actually pull him off and it is a differential. Um, you might also want to look at Urena. Um, if you can get over the bad memories of what he just did to the United States uh, national team, <laughs> that's um, a tough one. That that is that is a tough one. But at least you can actually like enjoy these goals instead of throw something at your TV, uh, which is what I did the last few times he scored. <laughs> Very true. And moving on to captain. Uh, currently, I have my captain set to Almiron. Um, I'm I'm still kind of shaky on that for some reason. So I could easily be talked into something else uh, from everyone listening or from, from Mike or Sherry right now. But currently for me, Captain's Almiron. Mike. Oh, I'm not going to talk you out of it. Um, Almiron's last few, um, few home games, uh, 14, 8, 10, 7, 8, 13, 19, uh, and then there's a three in week nine when they played the mighty DC United. Um, so, so yeah, so since week nine, he's gotten uh, at least eight points at home. Uh, yes, you should cap him with two home games. Sherry? Almiron. Okay, so Mike, we'll see if this is another week where you say, captain this guy, and then you switch it up at the last minute. So, Wait, when did I switch it up? I didn't switch it up last week. I said Maxi. I thought you said you were talking about Geo, and then you were I like, I thought oh. you said Geo. That's why I Captain Geo, Mike. Oh, no, that was Jason. That was Jason. Oh, was it Jason? Oh, oh, <laughs> Jason. That's right. Oh, well, well Jason. Mm, grumble, grumble. And finally, best clean sheet chances, Mike. 
Uh, I like um, sp- outside the double game weekers. Uh, I like Sporting Kansas City. Uh, I think if New York City has a, a good, strong team, uh, I would look uh, there. Um, I don't think this is a great uh, clean sheet week. Um, so probably just get Atlanta and Vancouver defenders, let's, if we're being honest. Sherry? Um, well, of course, my team is mismatched. But um, I, I think Montreal is a good candidate for a clean sheet. But do I have any Montreal defenders? No. <laughs> <laughs> or a goalkeeper? No. So um, I probably should re- rethink that. And I, I think um, I think Sporting Kansas City would be a good choice. That would be my second choice. Uh, and for me, uh, of course, I think Atlanta and Vancouver have a good shot at at least one, if not two, clean sheets. I think Atlanta probably has the best shot at, at two clean sheets. And then moving into the single-game week teams, I also like the New York Red Bulls and Sporting Kansas City. Well, thank you so much, Sherry and Mike, for all those picks and game breakdowns and suggestions and insights. I hope everyone listening uh, is either confirming what they were doing, like Sherry likes to say, or uh, questioning themselves with, with new ideas that have been brought out. But whatever you're thinking, I hope it has been helpful to you. Now, moving on to community time, the r slash fantasy MLS top score goes to Newt Ripley, manager of the team Van Dam Wright. Uh, with 123 points. That's just 10 points off of the highest overall score this round. So congrats. Congrats. That's a great score. Great score. Now to the MLS Fantasy Insider Patreon League. Uh, No change in the overall rankings here. RJ Gage is still number one. Alex Bruni, number two. And Matthew Littman is number three. I took a big red arrow in this one. My 100-point score was not quite enough. Uh, Tough. Tough matches, I have to say, in that Patreon league. So good job. Good job, guys. Keep it going. Lots of fun. And finally, my favorite league, the MLS Fantasy Insider Hosts Head-to-Head League. Also, no change in the order. I'm still winning fantasy football. I'm I'm jinxing myself every time I say that. Uh, I'm still number one. Fantasy football 24-7 is number two, and Andrew Crawlett is number three. Uh, I had a win over Mr. Guy Sanchez this round, 100 to 49. Uh, he would have lost to Andrew Weeby had they played. Uh, Andrew Crawlard went up against Mike. And uh, Mike, how'd that work out? For the third time this year, I got a draw. <laughs> um, so I think since I have the most draws, and that's like an unusual event, I think that means I end up winning the league. Um, Ooh, you know, I don't know. We'll have, to, we'll have to dig down deeper. I mean, if it's between that and Fantasy Football 24-7, I think that's probably what we're going to go with. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's I mean, it's been such a competitive league. It's been fun because I think I'm like the top sixth overall or seventh overall score, but I'm like down in 11th or 10th for the this league but yeah it was fun uh 103 to 103 uh and andrew and i had very different teams so it was it was cool that it ended up like that i mean not like super cool but like interesting. <laughs> you'd like to have won cool. <laughs> yeah the, the overall points and and the way these these head-to-heads work out is is very funny and frustrating depending on who you are uh, i'm at number one but i'm about 20 or so points behind fantasy football 24 7 in the overall point scores there so they're higher up overall and then uh, our good buddy, and then Andrew Crawler's number thir- three is 20-ish or so points and overall total behind me. Uh, and then our good buddy, Phil, who's like 100 points above all of us, is eighth or something. So, I mean, it's it's just weird the way that the head-to-heads fall and it happens. And that's just why I think it's, it's so much fun. Uh, speaking of 
uh, fantasy football 24 7 uh, they won against our good friend travis i really was hoping travis would would eat this one out but uh he did not 106 to 105 jason went up against andrew weeby and it was kind of tight 83 to 58 so that was a maybe too close for comfort for jason against andrew weeby's team uh, Blaine went up against Ben Bear from MLS and lost 95 to 106. Uh, ben tied for the highest overall score, 106 in our league this week. Phil went up against uh, Simon, and Simon remembered to make his trades this week, but still lost 100 to 64. And then our good buddy Ivan from Fantasy Football First took on Tim from Soccer Captains, and he won 97 to 68. Uh, coming up next round, round 28, big game. I am taking on Jason. Blaine is taking on Fantasy Football 24-7, so there could definitely be switches in the rankings next round. Uh, Phil is taking on Andrew Crawlard. Ivan from Fantasy Football First is taking on Mr. Guy Sanchez. Tim is taking on Mike Denton. That'll be fun, Mike. Yep, another Hudson River Derby. That's right. <laughs> this, <laughs> this, this game, this is it. This game will determine what color New York is right now. No, Tim New York is blue. Mike. It doesn't. No, matter. no. This, this is, is it, Mike. Blue. This is it. You're, you're purple right blue. now. New York is purple. Now Simon is blue. taking on Travis, and <laughs> Ben from uh, MLS is taking on Andrew Weeby from MLS. So, oh Lord, please tweet this out. Ben Bear versus Andrew <clears throat> Weeby. Congrats, Ben, on your win against the Taco. But come on, please just like send pictures of tacos to Andrew Weeby. It's great. It'll be fun. Uh, Sherry, uh, we've talked about our leagues, but are there any fun leagues that you're in you'd like to talk about? Yes, uh, there are two. My family's league, um, my son and daughter and husband and I have a league, and it's been great. I have won the last three years, and I started getting a little overconfident sharing um, tips and information with my children, and now they're catching up. My son is breathing down my neck in that league. Um, but it's a lot of fun. and. On the same note, I, I really love Older Goaler and his league for kids. Yeah. I think that's, that's terrific. That's terrific. Um, I really like the women's league. I've been playing in that. I think this is my third year now. And for a while, I was number one. And then Anna Namshiran, I think that's how you say your name, and I have been trading places, um, one and going back and forth, one and two. I think she solidified her lead and – she was actually helped by my daughter. I was up against her in last week's head-to-head, -head, and she beat me by eight points. She offered to totally throw the game, and I, I said, no, don't do that. <laughs> Play for pride. <laughs> Try to win. Try to beat me. And she did. So um, I, I originally got involved um, because uh, when they were putting together the Experts League in 2014, with Andrew and, and Jason, um, they, they had 19 players, eight experts, and uh, 11 uh, fantasy managers who were going to be allowed to join. And I said, that's ridiculous. They're almost all guys. So I applied, and I was the 20th person, and it was a lot of fun. Um, so I think more, I would like to see more women involved in, in fantasy soccer. Definitely, definitely. And congrats on uh, the success you've had. And uh, to speak to the recent setback you've had, all I can say is youth. The worm will turn. <laughs> it's a little bit of pride, I think, with with your kids, I guess. Mm -hmm. Okay, now uh, wrapping everything up, uh, plugs. Mike, anything you want to plug tonight? Uh, not necessarily a plug other than uh, MLS injury news, but uh, I do want to give a shout-out to um, 
Chicken Bucket FC, Alex Bruni, who helped me out in uh, getting some uh, New York City garb. So I uh, always love the community uh, helping out and doing random stuff like that on Twitter. Um, you know, I gave some uh, New Orleans food advice to someone on Twitter uh, this week. So, uh, yeah, I just love to be able to help out people like that and getting help. So uh, if you have the chance to help out someone that you meet on Twitter, uh, do it. It's a good time. So thank you to Alex. And uh, Sherry. Well, my my plugs was was for the uh, the women's oh, okay. league. Yeah, definitely. Works right involved. in there. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, for me, I am going to be on Sirius XM on Wednesday at noon on the United States of Soccer to talk fantasy. So tune into that or, or tweet that up if you're out there around that time. Uh, of course, check out MLSFantasyBoss.com. I'll be posting some charts either later tonight or uh, tomorrow morning slash afternoon once I get all those updated. Uh, check out Reddit for all the great conversation at r slash fantasy MLS with rate my teams and uh, lineups and the rant thread and everything that goes on there just for great, a great community of, of fantasy minds and players. And then finally, check out the articles over at MLSsoccer.com. I've got a couple of them this week. So if you need some tips and those last minute player recommendations, that is the place to go. Uh, and of course, everyone, thanks for listening tonight and good luck.